Okay, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Christmas movie countdown. I Ooh. am here with Emma, yay, and Abby, Whoop. surprise guest. Surprise. <laughs> and today we are on episode fourteen. Hey, guess what? It's December fourteenth. You have ten days to get your shopping done. Oh. Fucking go do that, guys. Guys, <laughs> in all that. honesty, get it done. Don't don't try this online stuff because it's all in shipping containers. Yep, stuck at somewhere. the port of Los Angeles. It's all stuck there. So, oh, shopping now. <laughs> Your shit ain't getting here till February. So, figure nope. it out. <laughs> Anyways, figure it out. for today's episode, we watched the Netflix original movie "Let It Snow." Woo! Now, this movie has a whole bunch of young actors and actresses who have since become kind of big they're working their way up to like mega stardom but it's got odea rush she's from the goosebumps movie and she's been in a bunch of things she looks just like mila kunis but you know yeah she does 18 year old (laughs) she is legitimately little baby mila kunis Mm -hmm. yep like it's it's trippy yeah it's got shameek moore that's that's your boy fucking miles morales from spider-verse one and two um, it's got Jacob Batalon from the other Spider-Man movies, you know, <laughs> Tom Holland's best friend. We've got the man in the chair. <laughs> yep. We've got a uh, Kiernan Shipka, also known as Sabrina, the teenage witch. You. <laughs> We've got, there's just, everybody's in this fucking movie. Okay. I mean, it even has Dora the Explorer. It does have Dora the Explorer and Joan Cusack. So yeah. Justice Strauss from <laughs> Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Correct. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I think of Joan Cusack, all I can think of is Toy Story. I really think Correct. of Jesse. Yep. Like Adam's family values, too. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yep. Crazy wife lady. Debbie. Fantastic. And <laughs> <laughs> I think of Shameless, and. Oh. <laughs> she was a lot in Shameless. <laughs> <laughs> But I love her. Joan Cusack is great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before I start talking about this movie, I'm going to let you all know now this movie is set up very similarly to Love Actually in that it is the story of several different couple type groups and they're interwoven. So if it gets weird to follow along, sorry about it. Go watch this movie and it'll make sense. I'm going to try to put all these stories, the individual stories together. So it's not going to be like it is in the movie. Um, but you should go check it out because this movie is really freaking cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's only an hour and a half. So it's actually very short. what else are you doing? Yeah, it's a quick move. It's worth it. <laughs> it's a quick move. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So all of the, remember, this is happening concurrently. So all of these different stories are happening at the same time, pretty much. Yep. We're going to start our the first part of our story with Julie and Stuart. <laughs> so on Christmas Eve in Laurel, Illinois, uh, Julie Reyes, she is a high school senior. She's riding on the train going back home and she runs into a huge pop star on the train, Stuart Bale. His song has been playing throughout this movie. It plays over and over again throughout this movie. And he's his face is on billboards and shit. He's the hot new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he 
thinks that she is a fan and is like, uh, no, I'm kind of just trying to lay low. And she's like, bro, you dropped your phone. I'm just trying to give it back to you. So <laughs> here. <laughs> and she gets mad at him because he, you know, he treated her like garbage, basically. Yep. Then the train gets stuck because there's too much snow. Remind me to never live in a place where it snows that much. Uh, Noted. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, well, I just want to get fucking home. I'm tired of this. So she gets off of the train. She opens the door and jumps off the train that's at a standstill. So it was safe. And she she starts to walk home. She sure did jump down. That she, was like six feet down. I'm like, damn. And like girl. half her legs were covered in snow. Like, I don't I, I don't know how she's gonna walk out of that. <laughs> no. She's just gonna stand there. Mary so Chris. Stuart, not wanting to sit on the train forever and curious as to where this girl is going since she just jumped on the train, jumps off and follows her. And he's like, Hey, I'm you know, I'm getting hungry. I don't know the area. Like, where can I go to eat? And she suggests the Waffle Town, which <laughs> is missing the W, so it's just Awful Town. Awful Town. <laughs> awful Town. <laughs> I'm like, awful Town. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes and sits down at, at Waffle Town to have lunch, and Stuart joins her and is like, uh, why? Yeah. And they end up having a genuinely nice lunch. And then another group of girls walks in, like a dance team. And Stuart is trying to hide himself before they fucking fangirl all over him. Yep. Julie lets him know there's a window in the bathroom that he can jump out of. And he goes and does that. And she follows him. Or she meets him outside. She doesn't follow him (laughs) out of the bathroom. But she meets him outside. Um, then they start walking home or walking to her house and she tells Stuart basically the crossroads in life that she is at. She just got accepted to Columbia university, which is super prestigious and incredible, but her mom is also super sick and she's kind of torn between going to college and living, you know, her dream out and missing out on days with her mom. And if she doesn't end up going now to Columbia or when it's time in the fall to go to Columbia, she will lose her scholarship. Like she can't delay it because her mom's sick. Yep. So on their way home, they pass a sledding, like a field where people are sledding. And Stuart is like, hey, that looks really cool. I wanna go sledding. And Julie's like, um, that's weird, but okay. We don't have a sled. How are we going to do this? And he's like, oh, there's a bunch of young moms over there. That's my forte, BRB. And he walks that over to this group nope. of moms. Let's go. <laughs> and flashes his little Stuart smile. And they all fangirl over him and take selfies. And then he gets a sled. And then they go that's sledding. Up. And they crash at the bottom, of course. It's so fucking cute. Well, he he falls off. Oh. She goes on to crash in, like, falls off, flies into, into like, the, the street. Into the street. Yeah. Oh. And then when she's, she crashes into the street and he saves her from being hit by a car. Mm-hmm. This is the whole thing. 
It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the car <laughs> ties into another story. Ooh. Yep. Red Dodge Charger. Yep. Oh. Yes. We'll get Ooh. back to that. <laughs> yes. Um, once they get to her house, Stuart is introduced to, to her grandpa, and they have a really cute bonding moment over Mick Jagger, where they all are like dancing. It, it's fucking adorable. It really is. And this is after going to church with her family, <laughs> where they did the whole multi that unconventional, absolutely awesome church yeah. service. Where oh yeah, it was they did go to church religion first, ever. Right? Yeah, and then the shepherd picked up the baby and handed it, it to Lakshmi. And <laughs> that was the whoever. coolest fucking service. Watch this movie just Nora. for this church scene, guys. Yes. You can't do it. There's no way to do it justice. Yeah. Um, and then they let the menorah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. town took all of the different religious holidays that happened between basically Thanksgiving and New Year's and put them all together. Yep. In one service. <laughs> in one service. So there's like a menorah and <laughs> it's a Chinese dragon. And a Chinese, yeah, there's a Chinese yeah. dragon. There's like someone dressed in Kwanzaa robes. There's, there's baby everything. Jesus. Everything. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. There's baby Jesus. There's old Jesus. There's adult Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's multi Jesus. <laughs> Multi Jesus. <laughs> yes. So after the church service, they go to her house and they bond over Mick Jagger. And then while they're dancing to the Rolling Stones songs, um, Julie's mom, Debbie, has a coughing fit. And this causes Julie to kind of freak out. Um, Stuart meets Julie in her room and basically offers like, hey, I can get a nurse for your mom. Like, this is, you know this is a lot for you. And I get that. And Julie is immediately offended. Like, I don't need your handouts. Basically, you know, the type (laughs) she's strong willed. She doesn't want any help from no man, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he dismisses her concerns. Basically, like, I just want to do this because I care about you. And they almost kiss. And then fucking Stewart's publicist who i love in other things i love her in the good place she's fucking great in the good place she's great in other things yeah but his publicist shows up to take him back to his hotel because stewart needs to be he's got a schedule to keep and stewart asks julie to come with him and she's like no i can't do that i need to stay and hang out with my mom so that's their story on the other side of town uh, Waffle Town employee Dory is dealing with her best friend Addie. Um, and Addie is just a hot mess. Okay. Yep. She is your, She's I would say, typical it. teenager. <laughs> most movies don't show you the most, like the normal teenage anxiety that has, that comes with being in a relationship as a teen. But yeah. she is freaked out that her boyfriend is going to break up with her um, because he's not answering his text messages or, or her text messages or her phone calls and all these different things. And he's, you know, he's hanging out at Waffle Town with the debate team, which also has this girl on it that Addie is super concerned about. She thinks that he's going to break up with her to go out with the other girl. So she is just a ball of fucking nuts right now. And 
Dory is trying to calm her down. And they have several fights over this, trying to calm Addie down. And Addie basically just treats Dory like shit and leaves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dory goes to back to work. And when the cheerleaders walk into the Waffle House, uh, she realizes one of them is one that she hooked up with. And she goes and talks to Keon and is like, hey, that girl over there, I had like the greatest time ever in my life. Like I felt like I've never felt with anyone ever before. What should I do? And he kind of talks her through it. And she goes and tries to talk to her, but all the things that they kind of bonded over when they were together are too nerdy for Carrie to admit to basically when she's around her cheerleader friends. So she just kind of acts like a stuck up bitch the whole time. And she's also not out. She's closeted at all. She's very, she's super closeted and she's basically really stuck up about all of these like nerdy things that Dory keeps bringing up. Like she makes her a quaffle waffle, which is fucking hilarious. I would die for somebody to make me a quaffle waffle and also serve me butter beer with it. I'm sorry, but the words quaffle waffle. Very funny. I would be so happy just with the wordage. Yep. Without Um. the (laughs) reference or link to Harry Potter. I'd be so stoked. But I, I wouldn't even care how nerdy that was. I'd be like, this bitch, this bitch just formed a quaffle. Yep. Out of wa- out how of did, waffles. How does somebody structurally do that? I, I don't ask questions. Right. No. I just, it sounds That's awesome. Great. I, yeah. I want one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would happily take a butterbeer and a quaffle waffle for anyone who is interested. Yeah. Let's go. Make it a double. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so Addie comes to the diner. And sees her boyfriend with his debate team friends and basically yells at him like, what the fuck? Why aren't you answering any of my calls? Why aren't you blah, 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 blah. And he's like, you're too much for me right now. Um, I'm good. I can't handle this right now. And they break up. Yep. Pretty much. And Dory tries to calm Addie down but Addie just says fuck it and storms off again Addie treating her best friend like shit uh later Carrie goes to the bathroom and Dory is like okay well I'm gonna confront her like why is she treating me like such a bitch and she goes into the bathroom as well and as soon as Dory starts asking Carrie about what the fuck is going on Carrie just kisses her passionately and they just like have this intense makeout session in the fucking bathroom until someone else walks in and they pull apart and she goes back to being closeted and pretending like she doesn't know Dory. Yep. So uh, Keon is hosting a party. He was originally going to host it at his house, but his parents came back. So he got in trouble for that. And he has, <laughs> he has since decided to host it at the, the Waffle House. Or what is it? The Waffle... Waffle Town. Waffle Town. There you go. I'm going to say Waffle House like 85 times. So oh, sorry same. <laughs> so he decides to host it at the Waffle Town. And he has been asking Dory, like, hey, can you find out if the cheerleaders or the dance team is going to stay for my party? Like, 
you know, that's a bunch of popular girls. That would be great for my party. So he comes, she comes back out of the bathroom and she talks to Keon and she's like, yeah, I think they're going to stay. Like we just had a passionate makeout session. I'm pretty sure they're going to stay. While all of this is happening, (laughs) another couple, Tobin and his best friend, Angie, are hanging out. And he has made a plan to finally tell her that he loves her, that he likes her. Not loves her, but likes her. Uh, She is affectionately called the Duke. They don't really explain why ever in the movie, but that's her nickname. So they get invited to a party um, by the Duke's friend, JP. And immediately when they get there, Tobin starts to see competition. He realizes that Angie is kind of flirting with, trying to get with uh, JP. And it's really weird. So they're playing broom ball and Tobin is getting his ass handed to him by oh, these yeah. douchebag twins who are on the opposite team. What is it? But the he, Reskin brothers or something? The, something. They were in yeah. prison for sure. <laughs> for sure. I thought but, they were in jail. Oh, oh, I guess they just got out. I guess the witness backed yeah. out or something. Yeah, the witness had a change of heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. So... Tobin is trying to not freak out over the competition that he sees with JP and trying to deal with the fact that he's getting his ass handed to him by the twins. And eventually he just can't play broomball anymore because they've beat him up too much. Well, yeah, and not it's... only did he get his ass handed to himself, he got it handed to the ice repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. So JP and the Duke both go over to Tobin and are like, hey, you know, we don't have to stay here. We can leave. And he gets a Tobin gets a call from Keon like, hey, my party has moved. It's going to be at um, Waffle Town. We need booze. I need you to hook me up. Bring booze. And he spots the keg that is at the current party that he's at. And he's like, (laughs) "Okay, guys, here's the deal. Um, We're going to get out of here, but we're going to steal their keg first. So Mm -hmm. JP and the Duke (laughs) and Tobin throw the keg into the back of Tobin's car and they get in and they go to leave the party. This ends up becoming a high-speed chase between (laughs) Tobin and the twins who are following him in a Dodge Charger that almost hit Julie at the beginning of this movie. Yep. So they get stuck in a ditch basically and or the brothers get stuck in a ditch or in a snowbank and our eight and Tobin is able to escape they get a little ways down the road from them and then they also get stuck in a snowbank and yep. decide they're gonna hide in the nearest building which is a church which also happens to be the church where this big crazy festivist church thing is happening yep so in the church Tobin and the Duke play a song on the church's organ called Hole of the Moon, which is a really cute freaking song. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. they're singing it together and it's super flirty and super adorable. And then JP gets up and starts dancing with the Duke. And then Tobin is just like, bruh, yeah. why? <laughs> like, I'm out. <laughs> He's like, I can't fucking handle this anymore. Peace. 
So when he leaves and he goes and sits in his car, Duke comes out and tries to talk to him about it, but he just brushes her off. Like go hang out with JP. I'm just going to wait for the tow truck. Bye. And she gets all mad. Yeah. So the party is being arranged at the waffle town and Keon has been trying to get this other big time DJ to come and it's unsuccessful. He's basically like this guy keeps saying he's going to be there and then keeps flaking. And this is just like fucking up Keon's goals. You know, he wants to become a big time DJ. What's his K K star pow dollar sign. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Okay. He has an insane DJ name, but he's trying. He just wants to get big, basically. Yeah. Um, his friend Billy, of course, offers Waffle Town as a party spot. I've already kind of talked about that. And they start gathering supplies. They go through the back, the stock room, essentially, yeah. of the Waffle Town and pull out all sorts of shit and make decorations. Which, where the By fuck the way, is what? the manager? Who who the fuck in the world? I'm sorry. Any restaurant ever. Why the fuck do you have pipe cleaners and confetti and little decorative garland. pom-pom things and garland? Like, what? Yeah, That's none of that stuff right. would be in there. And That's like a preschool classroom. Also, why were there so many teens? Like he had it on Instagram. He was like telling people to come party, and none of those people were twenty-one. No, who? Where was the owner of this Waffle Town? Yeah, who the fuck knows? No, movie universe. Big confusing point of contention. Nothing is film. illegal. Yeah, but fuck that. This is a this is a movie, so it's not illegal. It's just fun. High school time. <laughs> it's only fun if you don't get caught. <laughs> yeah. So they're prepping for the party. And um, then we kind of all end together. All the stories start coming together. Um, back at Julie's house, Julie is talking to her mom and basically finally opens up about what she's been struggling with. You know, tells her mom that she got into Columbia and doesn't know you know if she should go because she wants to stay and take care of mom and mom's basically like me and grandpa will take care of each other you need to go live your life right go (laughs) and um in the end everyone including julie end up at keon's party at awful town (laughs) awful town (laughs) yes uh soon tobin arrives um with the stolen keg And everyone's like, holy shit, yes, booze, hooray. You know, lukewarm beer, hooray. Yum. Yum. (laughs) Although it's honestly been in the um, snow for like two-thirds of this movie, so. Yeah, and then the Duke arrives, and Tobin finally confesses his love to get for her. He's like, I can't keep it bottled up. I, you know, I saw you flirting with JP, and I've been freaking out about it all day uh i love you and she's like yeah i tried to be into jp but it's been you it's always been you i love you too and they share this adorable kiss on the rooftop of the awful town it's yeah 
Addie to Waffle Town. returns to Waffle Town um, to apologize to Dory with a small pet pig because oh, the pig. best friends have this whole thing about pigs. Like Dory was going to get her a pet pig for Christmas. And earlier in the movie, before um, Addie just was a douchebag, that's what was going to happen. Dory was going to give her a pig. So to make up for being a bitch the whole movie, Addie gets Dory a pig. And it's fucking cute and adorable. Um, after this, then Carrie apologizes to Dory and explains, you know, I'm not out. I, this whole thing has been weird and I don't know what to do. And then they're like sitting outside or they're standing outside and talking. And then Carrie's like, you know what? Fuck it. And kisses her. And all of her cheerleader friends are like on the window, like watching this happen and are just like, holy shit. Yay. Hooray. Congratulations. Like, you know, being supportive friends instead of homophobic assholes. So yes. Awesome. And they start a relationship. And then uh, Dory and Julie, who also works at the Waffle Town, but just wasn't working that day. Start talking about their day. And then Stuart shows up. Uh, which he was just like, I have to see you again before I leave town. Yeah. And it's really fucking cute. And all the people in the party start freaking out because Stuart is there. Yeah. (laughs) But he just ignores them and kisses Julie. He's like, I think Julie kisses him. Yeah. Julie kisses him. Yeah, makes um, it empowering. <laughs> and then they make plans to meet in New York when she's at Columbia because you know he's touring all over the place, so he's gonna be able to stop and see her. And Keon's party ends up being a huge success, even though their the DJ didn't come. Stuart came, so fuck that DJ. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who cares? The biggest name in music currently is at my party, so great. And then they dance for the rest of the night and the party ends or the movie ends so the only thing that doesn't really get mentioned um in that all that stuff i just said is there is one character who is integral to weaving all of these stories together and that would be the tinfoil lady played by joan cusack Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so Joan Cusack, this tinfoil lady, she is the tow truck driver in the town. So she is instrumental in several different points of this movie when cars get stuck in the snowbank. And she wears tinfoil on her hat and all over her body, basically as another extra layer of insulation. And throughout the movie, all of the kids are talking about her trying to figure out why she wears tinfoil they every time they come across her they try and ask her about it and she shuts them down and there's like a bet going between all the kids as to why she's wearing the tinfoil it was like alien abduction or NASA. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's wild shit but she, you know, she, she, was, she was on the uh she was on the spaceship but then she got kicked out or yeah. booted off or yeah. whatever yeah and then she thinks she's a mashed potato. She thinks she's a burrito in the microwave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joan Cusack no, does a great job playing just this quirky ass tinfoil lady. So, oh, yeah, she's great. Well, she also gives so many life lessons to Addie. 
Yep. Yeah. Including fucking up her phone. That was Jennifer. Oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> I'd have been pissed, but that was still My great. favorite line was when she told Tobin, she was like, if you if you're like ending up in snowbanks or somebody's living room, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, like the road's like, the white thing. The road is the, the white th- the white thing between the mailboxes. <laughs> All right, so Emma, who was your yeah. favorite character in this movie? Joan Cusack. Oh, I I have her literally listed here as the burrito. Nice. <laughs> no, I loved her. I mean, all the main characters. I really. I appreciated them so heavily for their own little part, but I really loved just the ridiculous little quirky bits that brought Joan Cusack into each one of those little stories. I really, I appreciated it. Oh yeah. Abby, who was your favorite? Oh man, he took my favorite, but (laughs) if I were to choose... I like Tobin. I liked Tobin his little I liked his little goofy charm that came with him uh-huh. and everything he did. Like even though he was an absolute goofball, he always managed to pull something off. Exactly. Katie, how about you? Uh Stuart Bale. Yes. Woo! My favorite. Shamik Moore. Yep. He was great. Oh, yeah. I liked Stuart's character. I like when movies you get that like genuine they try to do that genuine side of a pop star yeah like i just want to be normal it's very much the um the prime minister in love actually yes he's like i just want to go somewhere where nobody's gonna be like oh my god take a selfie with me like i just want to be normal for a day yeah i really liked his character and the song that he sings about christmas first christmas yeah. He's now on my Christmas playlist because that shit was catchy AF. Good. Yeah. Like, it was so good. It was really good. Um, I heavily appreciated how he de-escalated the situation yes. with we uh, talked about Julie. That. Mm-hmm. Like when he said, when he was trying to be genuine and say, I can get you a nurse for your mom so that you can go to Columbia. And she was getting all defensive about it. And he was like, okay, let's, let's take a step back here. He never once got heated with her. Yeah. He never once got angry being like, all you guys think the same things about me. He he's was like, I'm just so a sweet and patient. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? We can make this work. It's fine. Yeah. But his that, speech yeah. about having feelings too, right there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my heart. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, like, I know Ooh. you do. I know. <laughs> right. All right, Emma. Who is your least favorite character in this film? Kira, Stewart's publicist. Oh. Yikes! Ooh, she was a nightmare in seventeen languages. Yeah, like, she was a bitch. Like, I understand needing to get Stewart where he needs to be. Like, that's your job as yeah. his publicist. Like, he's got a thing to be at. Go do that. Yeah, but. The way she was talking to Julie about like, oh, he does this in every city. Don't get attached. Blah, blah, blah. Like, bitch, for what? Nobody asked you. There was no need for that. Yeah. How dare you? Right? Don't poop on my parade. Yeah. Abby, who was your least favorite? Oh, 
the publicist like it's such a it's such a go-to like she just she really just she's i hated the way she worded everything and she kind of like it felt like she was taking ownership on um stewart almost and i was like oh that's just bad vibes (laughs) not the greatest vibes i don't like it yeah so i had written kira the publicist as well um but i'm gonna change it just because just for something different yeah and i'm gonna go with the twins yeah um, the rest second the rest rest on twins they were trash they were just dicks to be dicks yeah like at least the publicist like she had a job to do yeah yeah they were just assholes. Like yeah. there was no need to just fucking like single out Tobin on during Broomball and then treat him like it's professional hockey. Like Broomball is not the same. Like, no. There was no need for that. And then the car chase and just they were just dicks the whole movie. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right. For sure. So of course, because it's Netflix, there's no financial information, so we're not going to talk about that. But we are going to do seven word synopsis. Abby, Ooh. did you have any of those? I did, actually. Yes. Okay. So it's a tow truck in a snowstorm, comma. You don't have to answer. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was her best line, Joan Cusack's best yep. line. <laughs> Can this thing go any faster? It's a tow truck in a snowstorm. No, no, it cannot. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love All it. right. So mine is love actually without the garbage of adulthood. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. These were this young adult, like 20, 20, 19, 18. Like, I mean, you have cares in the world, but not a lot. No. <laughs> not like the people we're dealing with in love actually, you know, with cheating and divorces and much bigger problems much many more people involved you know death and just craziness so yeah all right emma lay them on me (laughs) okay my quote snow is like the spanks of weather (laughs) (laughs) i really like that one (laughs) and then three unlikely couples find realness at christmas yeah because that was like they were cute and they were sort of stereotypical but they were like legit about it you know it wasn't it wasn't very put on Mm -hmm. yeah um and then my alliterative collection of kids or collection of crazy kids cute christmas couples good job i couldn't very nice adorable So this movie is on Netflix. You should go check it out. It is really fucking good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guys have anything else to say about Let It Snow? Go watch it. Um, It is a book. So if you watch the movie and you want a little more backstory to it or just more in-depth bits about it, go check the book. No wonder I love this story so much. The book is Let It Snow, Three Holiday Romances by John Green. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh my, oh my God. I this love John Green. I've watched it. So yeah, you guys. Yeah. So good. So very much. 
fucking watch it. Oh my god. He's so good. Yeah. So now I'm gonna have to read that book. I wasn't planning yep. on it before, but now I'm gonna have to. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good that's job, it. That's it was it. a collab with two other uh authors, Lauren uh my race Mar- miracle lauren miracle and maureen johnson let's go oh yeah i'm i'm in i need to read that book yeah okay so if you have anything to say to let us know about the movie let it snow you can hit us up on twitter at allentown pod you can email us at allentown presents at gmail.com or we have a facebook at allentown presents <laughs> <laughs> So from Emma and Abby and I, thank you so much for listening and we will see you again tomorrow for another episode. Bye. Toots.